Welcome to the Endangered Words podcast. The aim of this podcast isn't so much to teach, but it is for all of us to learn about endangered languages around the world together. The hope of this show is to make the plight of endangered languages more visible, as well as to highlight some of the amazing success stories from around the world. I want this podcast to be a positive experience, so I will attempt to mainly focus on the positives and how we can work together to help languages going into the future. I will make it a point to let everyone know that I am in no ways an expert. I'm not a linguist, merely an enthusiast, and as such, I will be learning as much, if not more, than those who are listening. That's why I emphasize that this podcast isn't for teaching, but for shared learning. Today we are looking at the unique, beautiful, and very poetic Gallic language. I have a slight bias towards this language, having not only lived in Scotland, but also having much of my family come from the country originally. I myself am learning and trying to help the East Perthshire Gallic dialect, as it is currently in a very dire situation. There may only be about 10 people who know or speak the language at all. Nowadays, the language is mostly heard from the lips of residents of the Highlands and the Hebrides. It can also be found in Nova Scotia, Canada. These folk have kept the language alive and it is still possible to go to places such as Lewis and hear people speaking the language in the streets or in local pubs, etc. The origin of Gaelic in Scotland is a contentious issue, with many an academic stating that the language was brought over to Scotland from Ireland around the 4th century AD. The evidence is supported by the fact that another, now extinct language, likely existed over much of Scotland before the 4th century, the Pictish language. The Pictish language is believed to be related not to the Gallic languages, but to the Brythonic languages, the survivors of which being Welsh, Breton and Cornish. The other theory is that Gallic has been in Scotland and developed in Scotland alongside the Pictish language. I cannot say for certain which theory has more supporters, but I am sure that there are people out there who are far more clever than I am who have a better idea of this situation. In any case, the language was the main tongue of the Dal Riada kingdom that had its center in Argyll in the 6th century AD. From there, it is believed to have spread out to most of Scotland, perhaps excluding a good portion of the lowlands. Contrary to popular belief, Gaelic was spoken in most of Scotland, including parts of Angus, Aberdeenshire and Galloway, places now assumed to have no Gaelic heritage at all. 
It was the language of prestige for many, many centuries in Scotland, but lost out over time to Scots and then modern English. Speakers of the languages could be found in most of the Highlands well into the 20th century, with various interesting dialects being found all over Scotland and its islands. The Hebrides were, for a time, controlled by the Norse, and this left an influence on the intonation and pronunciation of the language. Dialects closer to Scots speakers feature influence from Scots and English, especially in pronunciation and vocabulary. This meant that people in Perthshire, for example, may have a little trouble communicating with folk from the Hebrides. There were also prestige dialects and dialects that were looked down upon for being too far away from the literary standard. That leads us into what the language sounds like. The main dialect in use today is what is referred to as mid-minch. This variety has come up due to the mixing of dialects and the influence of the BBC and other media on the Gaelic-speaking world. I will now attempt to say some sentences in this unofficial standard. Antoilet Mahota Ahonech. Do you like my coat, Janet? Is tol gujerov avele ur? I sure do. Is it new? In contrast, I thought it would be interesting to say the same lines in East Perthshire Gaelic, the dialect I am most familiar with. Andolat mahort hjornech, stol gujeru, vela ur. As you can see, there is a slight difference between the two dialects. For example, if we look at the first words, andolat, in Perthshire Gaelic, that would be andolat. But in Midminch, it would be Antolat. Mohorta in Perthshire would just be Mohort. And Ahjonaj would just be Hjonaj in Perthshire. Another one you might have noticed is Gujerov becoming Gujeru. And Avel e Ur becoming Vel a Ur. That er means it or he, but in Perthshire the er became an a. Gaelic is a VSO language. This means that there is almost always a verb coming before the subject. Other differences to English are the inclusion of the dative case or changes that happen when a word is the indirect object of a sentence. In English, an example of this would be in the house, at the house, to the house, etc. Gallic also has a genitive case. This is the form of the word that is used in possessing situations. For example, the colour of the cat, the dog, 
of the man, the time of the day. Another case that Gallic has is the vocative. This is the addressing form of words. For example, in older English, we would often hear or read something such as, O、oh、Lord, which was used when speaking to God. In the same way, Gallic uses a special form for speaking to people and using their name. When it comes to East Perthshire Gallic, much of the old case system had eroded, especially the genitive case. The dative and vocative were still being used, but they weren't quite the same as that used now in standard forms. It is true to say that many speakers outside of East Perthshire also drop some of the seemingly more complicated forms in favour of other speech patterns and styles. Another interesting part of Gallic is the fact that it doesn't have a word for have. Instead, it uses at or with to show that someone has something or that something belongs to someone. So the book is at me would mean I have a book. At present, The number of speakers is believed to be around 87,000, though this number takes into account people of varying fluency. Many of the speakers are found in the west of Scotland, in the Hebrides, or on the Isle of Skye. There are some movements looking to boost numbers in other areas, though. The Scottish Government has been attempting to boost the numbers of speakers as well. Setting up programs and facilities for learning, as well as having Gallic speakers speak in Parliament. Now we look into why the language is endangered. The problem has many causes, a lot of which can be linked back to prejudice and government policy banning the use of Gallic in schools and other forums. With various laws passed to ban the language starting from around the year 1500. This slow chipping away at the language led to it receding to the very edges of government influence in Scotland. Other issues involved the failure of the Jacobite rebellions, whose members were largely made up of Highlanders, the heart of Gaelic speakers, and the First World War, where thousands of Gaelic speakers were killed in Europe fighting in the trenches. As the language retreated, it began to be viewed as an anachronism in many parts of the country, with parents deciding not to pass it on to their children, fearing the language would hold them back. One final issue that may have had an influence on the language was inter dialectal prejudice. Those speakers of supposedly defective dialects were often bullied into silence by other speakers. This would have likely influenced the way the language was spoken in various areas. Until recently, there have been some very important champions of the language that have documented and promoted it. One such person was Lady Evelyn Stuart Murray. 
She was the daughter of a Duke of Athol and grew up fairly privileged. Despite this, she often talked with the everyday people around her and had a great knowledge of Gaelic. She made it her mission to travel around Perthshire and collect the local stories, sayings and songs of the people. She amassed a huge collection of writings, which to this day give us insight into the Perthshire dialect and also insights into history and customs from the time. Some of her writings can be found in the book Tales from Highland Perthshire. Our next person is Hamish Henderson. Hamish was an advocate for Hamish was an advocate for Gaelic, a poet and a songwriter. He promoted Gaelic and was instrumental in collection of folk songs and tales from around Scotland. He was a member of the School of Scottish Studies and helped to collect and archive recordings from around Scotland. These recordings are found online today and are a great source of learning material. The last person I will talk about here is Ruari Makileen. Ruari has maintained a blog for learners for many years called Anlicha Vek. He also does other similar content which can be found on the Learn Gaelic website or on the BBC. He is the author of The Gaelic Place Names and Heritage of Inverness. Many a learner in recent years will be thankful for the content that Ruari has created. There are of course many many folk who have contributed to the language and helped to keep it alive. The good news is that the language is seeing a resurgence of interest and a lot of people's opinions about the language are changing. Rather than being seen as an anachronism, it's being seen as an important part of Scottish culture. Around the country, Scottish learning groups and societies are popping up and the language is also benefiting from cross-party governmental support. The language is also being taught in schools and a Gaelic university called Saul Moor Ostaik offers degrees in Gaelic. Canada has its own Gaelic university which sees not only Canadian students but Scots and also people from around the world attending. Very recently a group started in Perthshire has been introducing the East Perthshire dialect to a new generation of potential speakers and by all accounts interest in the language there has been very high. Now we will look at some resources that can help you or any group you have to learn the language. Currently the BBC has a TV station called BBC Alapa showing Gaelic language content. There has been two popular dramas made in the language over the last three decades, one of which is called Macher and the other called Banan, which is still currently in production. 
The BBC also offers BBC Radio Nungail, which offers various radio programs in Gaelic. Some other resources available online are learngaelic.net, gaelicbooks.org, a learner site that you can find at the address taic.me.uk, gaelicgrammar.org, a grammar guide that can be found at the address aker. BELTZ.org, a collection of audios that can be found at the address TOBARANDUALCHAIS.co.uk, a book repository called Corpse Nagalic at DASG. AC.UK and another hint if you head over to archive.org you can search for old Gallic books that will teach grammar and various other useful things. In conclusion, as mentioned earlier, I am biased when it comes to Gallic. This language holds a special place in my heart. And it is a language I wish to master and pass on to my children eventually. We have seen today that far from being dead, Gaelic is a language that has a lot of support from a lot of passionate and talented people. On Twitter, there are thousands of people communicating and writing in the language, and all of them are exceedingly passionate about their language. I hope you have enjoyed this first episode. If you are listening via YouTube, please feel free to leave a comment, especially if you have any information that I may have missed in this podcast. Comments will be added to the start of the next podcast. Take care, all, and I hope to have you join me for next week's episode.